Are we recording? Good, that was a good I'm start. Um, <laughs> welcome to the Heavy Matters Podcast. Where, where, um, sorry, welcome back to the Heavy Matters Podcast with me, Joey, him, Benny, um, and the laugh in the background is uh, our guest tonight. I'll introduce him in a minute. Um, on our last episode, you might have heard us reviewing the new album from Bosky Lloyd. And that laugh in the background is Steve, the drummer from Bosky Lloyd, who we are delighted to welcome to the show. Steve, welcome to the Heavy Matters and thank you for joining us. Mate, it's an absolute pleasure. Honestly, I, I had a listen to your review and I was just blown away. I heard that this morning, man. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I, I, I was worried for a start you were being so nice because you knew I was going to be here talking to you today. <laughs> we were yeah, brutally no, honest. No, it was, it's really nice. No, honestly, it's, uh, you can tell you have paid attention to it, you know what I mean? And that's all I can hope for. So thank you very much. Well, listen, it, it's our pleasure to have you on the show. Um, so we're going to, we have a few questions to ask you. We're not going to put you on the spot or anything like that. Um, Benny, do you want to say anything before we kick off? No, no, look, let's get cracking, I think. Let's, so, um, Steve, the album um, is being released tomorrow, which is the 4th of June, we're recording on Thursday. Um, so this is like an unofficial launch party of Heavy Matters, which is great. We're, we're having some wines, we're having a great time. Um <laughs> No, but um, the album, as you've heard from our review, Steve, um, we we loved it. It's a stunning album. Um, Thank you, man. Really obviously, nice. it's not released properly till tomorrow, but a lot of um, um, establishments and publishers have had the chance to listen to it. So what's your take on the feedback been so far? Well, it, much like last time, we were just completely blown away. Like We always are when um, really that anybody is into it. Um, because we've always treated it the same way, just us in a room every week, jamming away, you know, a group of mates. Um, so, and because it's sort of a bit left of left of normal in the way that most of it sounds, you know, um, we always are surprised when anyone's into it. And with, with every album, we expect people to be turned off. And oh, there'll be loads of bad ones this time. You know, they'll hate this one, and, and then just come back and they like it it's for some weird reason. But even after like the the success of Melted on the Inch, which Renny will touch on in a minute, like. Um, was there sort of like trepidation when you were releasing this album or did you know it was something good? Well, we liked it, you know, but that, yeah. that, that's really, it's, I don't, know, it, I don't want this to sound like contrived at all, but it's, it genuinely is true. that It's the case that our only ever aim is to please ourselves. It's just a big vanity project, you know what I mean? If we come out of the studio and we are happy with the way it sounds um, and it can make us smile, then... That's fine. If everybody else hates it, that's fine. But we've got it in our hand, and you know that was always the aim, and it still is. So um, there's never really a fear associated with a new album coming out. We don't. We wouldn't really. It'd be a. Uh, it'd be a shock not to be able to get the same level of gigs that we've got, things like that, that come associated with the fan base, you know. But um, aside from that, I mean, we'd still be able to play. We'd still be able to get pub gigs, you know. I mean, nothing that's stopped the way we always see it. So. That's yeah. very hum very humbling to say, Steve, that you just don't carry on. That's it. It's uh, well, nobody knows what they would be like with more success or anything else. I might just become this absolute tosser, and you know. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it. We honestly just try and keep it to ourselves. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to sound humble or anything like that. I'm not trying to sound virtuous. It's just uh, we, we genuinely ignore that because we expect people to hate it, and anything else is a bonus. <laughs> well, there's been. I mean, I haven't seen one bad review, you know, from mm. all the major things. Like, I mean, this is clocking in nines, tens, 
I've not seen anything other than Venny's rating that he gave less than a nine. Gorgeous. <laughs> and I'll hand over to you, Venny, now. Oh, thanks, mate, for throwing me under the bus there. <laughs> You won't notice, uh, Venny, but I've not looked at your side of the screen yet for that reason. I've just been... <laughs> not looking me at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you you kind of heard what I said. I mean, one I question... I totally agree with what you said. One question I've always kind of wanted to ask you guys is like, for to my ears, and they're not necessarily educated ears, but there just seemed to be this kind of stratospheric leap from Herb your enthusiasm to melted on the inch and, and like as i've said that leap has continued into the new album i was just really interested what was behind that like did you guys suddenly have some kind of epiphany and say like look we've it's like when you've suddenly realized you have the force and you're like wow we've been doing <laughs> this since. like I, I just always wanted to know what was behind that moment like what switched well um I don't think I don't think it was uh, really a conscious thing. Um, it was I think it was probably in hindsight a couple of factors. One being that after Herb was released and it was so much of just a drugs album, basically. You know, everything was pretty much really other than Hot Priest. You know, it's about Sunday school. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, because it was like so pun related and uh, so weed related, and all of the merch had weed all over it. And, I mean, that's a hobby of ours, but fine. <laughs> uh, we didn't want to be just uh, the pun band, you know what I mean, and just be categorised as that. So we, there was a the only conscious effort was to not be drugs referencey in any way. Uh, and then also Matt Millen, uh, Matt Millen, sorry, joined the band on keys, and um, so that obviously added a different flavour. And uh, we had to uh, write in a different way to incorporate that into the sound, you know. So I think those two things combined really. Yeah. And I think you, you, I guess you can hear that that extra dimension that the keys add, and it just it, it just is such a richer tapestry, I guess, as a result. Um, and, and like in terms of following on from that, I mean, Jerry's already mentioned it, it got widespread attention that album, and then we know like you know bands often struggle to follow up what is often heralded as their their kind of master work. Were you kind of did you have any anxieties about going in the studio this time? Or uh, No, not really anxieties. It was just that uh, where we were pretty sure for the same reason. Because Herb got pretty good reviews. It, from where we, from our, our point of view, um, after we released Teeth and we got the, a few good reviews for that, Herb was a massive step up in the amount of attention we'd received, you know. Um, and then because of the change of the sound, to Melted, we presumed that one was going to turn us off, uh, turn people off, sorry. Um, so, yeah, the same sort of thing with this, really, but because of that massive attention that Melted got that was completely unexpected again, um, it, it was just the same thing heightened. We just presumed people were going to hate this compared to Melted, and that was that, you know. <laughs> we resigned ourselves to that fact before anybody heard it, but then people start saying nice things about it. You're like, oh. Yeah, nice. I mean, 
Definitely. And uh, I mean, he's your mate and I'm sure you don't want to, I know what it's like, I'm sure you don't want to blow too much smoke up his ass. but <laughs> the singer Alex Hurst, uh, his vocal he's performance awesome. on the last tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the end of the question. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man, go on, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, he, um, his vocal performance, I mean, Certainly on Melted, but I think even on the the latest album on Family, like it just seems such a strong performance. It, has he always had that in him, or has he kind of grown into that role? Well, both really, more so the latter, because a voice of his strength, it it takes years and years of doing that live and just battering yourself. You know what I mean? And he's he's been. He's been playing, he's been singing live for longer than I've known him, and that's like near 20 years now, you know. It's been so many bands. His, his previous band to Kelloid, actually, uh, The Hicks. I don't know whether you guys have ever heard them, but they're worth checking out. They'll be online. Um, but that's like uh, reggae rock, basically. Yeah. One of our biggest influences is reggae, so it's uh, reggae rock. But that, that, that was a great band. It's real shame when they split up. But yeah, it's, what about uh, the, Hick, the Hicks? H-R-C- the Hicks, yeah. Yeah, after Bill Hicks. Okay. Okay. Oh, very good. But uh, yeah, man, just I think just years and years and years of doing it, and then obviously the lessons you learn through recording and playing live again and again, you just he's just honed it. You know what I mean? It's just uh, yeah. it's just more and more and, powerful. And I mean, I think that's a good way of saying it because I think like now you hear him, and it's just very distinctive for your sound. I mean, I think in general, it's probably something we'll talk about, but you guys now have a very distinctive sound which in this day and age of, of kind of heavier music is quite a rare commodity. And I think he, his vocal, I think the guitar tone leans into a lot of that, but his vocal is very distinctive and it doesn't sound like a lot of singers, maybe not necessarily in the broader musical sphere, but certainly in the heavier musical sphere. And yeah, yeah I mean, it's a real kind of, you can really see that development arc over the albums for sure. Yeah, that's something I always enjoy seeing in bands I like as well when you listen album to album and see uh, different players improve on certain things or whatever you know it's always a cool thing to see and it's it's been cool to see Alex just get better and better and better at it he really pushed himself this time like there was some some high notes in there especially some of the harmony vocals they're like an octave higher than he was with his main vocal but and it wasn't he wasn't even thinking to go there you know like Chris will sit behind the desk at times and he's yeah, just just sing yeah i don't think i can get it's, it's impossible man i don't think i can get there um well yeah just just sing it higher <laughs> <laughs> just kept saying that back to the top back mic to him eventually he tried it and his head near clearly fucking blew off his shoulders he went purple but it, it sounds incredible you know and it's just that pushed himself every time every time he can just get a little further and like you know hold a note a little bit longer and it's like he's got four lungs, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they're a big set of pipes, all right, which we commented on last night in the review, like, just bellow. Like, <laughs> just unbelievable. Um, you mentioned there about you love to see, like, bands, your bands you like progress, you know, and mm. get better and better. Um, I I don't want to cause offence if I, if I mention this, but a lot oh. of people, you know, as Bosco Lowe started out, would be in that sort of stoner, stoner, uh, genre um mm. and then obviously as you progress especially onto melted and now this one 
there seems to be a lot more complexity like with the guitar lines and your drum feels like is that something that you sort of focused on putting in there or did it sort of just come naturally i'd say it was a conscious thing really um yeah i mean <laughs> yeah i don't know what to say is that really sad? I, don't, I don't mean to like give you silence here but um but what we're saying is like usually stoner and Venny commented last night like stoner bands would know you know just sort of like the same riff over and over like sabbath like and the, the drum beats would be a standard sort of four four with a few fills here and there whereas like now especially like your drumming on the album is you know it's it's brilliant like and the little fills you do here and there are sort of they <laughs> you've gone red i'm sorry i didn't mean to embarrass you but <laughs> i didn't want to embarrass you this early on but um <laughs> No, but like the drumming on it is brilliant, and even like the, the bass drum, it just sounds incredible. And I was just thinking, Thanks. have you Thank focused? You have you focused on like improving the fills, or is it just naturally that you know when you're writing the guitars, there's a longer gap for you to add fills in? If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Um, I think yeah, both well, both of us really have. Um, uh, by both of us, I mean me and Paul when we write. Uh, I I like write. A lot of my parts um, were drums and bass and normally married up quite tightly. Um, and me and Liam are. Like, Liam's incredible at that. He'll, he'll lock into the weirdest thing sometimes, you know what I mean? And uh, his right-hand technique's just flawed. I was commenting on the other day, but other topic. But, yeah, um, I think over the years we've just got better at turning, like, the madness of them riffs of his into something with a little bit more... Um, it's a little bit more cohesive and a little bit more easy to make sense of, if you know what I mean. A little bit more musical. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't I'm, I'm very conscious of like blowing my own horn in any way. But I'm. I've just. Uh, I think years and years, anyone naturally will just get better at working with another person or another group of people. And uh, all of us over time, having got to know each other's weaknesses and strengths, and then you know, it shines a light on yourself playing with other people as well because you you get to. Uh, see where you're going wrong after hearing yourself being recorded and just ripping it apart in your own head for three years. So, I'm still not out of that stage with this one. I can't listen to this one as an outsider yet. I'm still, like, ripping my own playing apart. Fuck, you should have done that. Really? Yeah, it's, it's very hard to get out of that mindset once you've been mixing for so long and just focusing on it for three years, you know, to finally hear it put on tape and... Or tape, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> to finally hear it go down, it's so permanent and you just... You're always just ripping it to bits and think, oh, I could have done that better, I could have done that better. But eventually you'll get to a point you can hear it. Yeah, but I think it's just uh, over time, that many times criticising yourself and finding holes in your own playing and trying to improve on it. We just naturally improved on it. If that's what you're hearing is an improvement. <laughs> well, we touched on it as well. Like everyone on the record, you can hear like putting in such an absolute shift. The bass sounds incredible on it. Um, like along with the guitars, the whole thing just together is just one of the like, and I assume this is down to the production, but is one of the best sounding albums I've had for a long time. Oh, thank you very much, man. Thank you. I, I've just got a quick question or a follow on to that, Joe. Um, like the the sounds you've now kind of curated, like especially, I mean, I talked banged on about it a few times, but like that guitar tone is very. Now, like when I hear it, I just think that is sounds like Bosque. Like, is, is that now some? Is that again something you've said? Right, 
this is us now like take a picture of those settings on on the amp or whatever it's like this is this is boss key or if we've got more surprises to come in the future are you going to change things up even more radically or well you never know man <laughs> you never know to answer two both well to answer those two backwards um the tone question really it's never like a conscious choice on part of the band it's just on Swarb's part it, whatever he ch- chooses to write with is his tone you know if i chose to get an electric drum kit tomorrow there's 80 simmons noises on it they, they would have to work with that everyone's everyone's tone is their own business you know um and he's he's worked on that for a while now um he got two amps built for, by green um matt amps um, with two different sets of valves and two cabs with two different sets of speakers for uh, two different tones that he then blends together through an ABY pedal. So you're hearing two amps when you hear him. And he swapped one of them more recently for a 5150. So he's, he's always just, that's the thing with guitarists, man, just pretentious yeah. arseholes that are <laughs> never happy. You know? It sounds like a Total Guitar Magazine podcast right now. But... Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's never happy. He's never happy. It, it, well, you know, there are literal knobs on the front of the, of the amp, you know. As long as he doesn't touch them, it should sound the same the next time. But but every time he has to play with the knobs, I don't understand that, you know. <laughs> that's something sure, guitarists I'm, will understand. I'm sure he'll be delighted us focusing on the, uh, his guitar sound so much. We, we can cut that out. We can cut that out. <laughs> no, we're keeping that in. That's it. That's <laughs> um, so, um, family is not a plug. Flush it, sorry. Family. Oh, sorry, I didn't answer your other question. Oh, you didn't know? No, I'm ignorant. Sorry, this, um, <laughs> the production, yeah, it's I think that's something we've just again the same way after every recording, you're listening to it over time and um, comparing it to other things you're hearing and think you know it settles into you. Think, you know, that snare drum could have a bit more of a snap or I could hear them cymbals a bit more naturally or a little bit less compression on that. Whatever, whatever it is, you can just pick it apart and the next time you go in, make a conscious effort to change it. Um, but we had more room this time as well. Last two times we recorded at Skyhammer Studios, which was built within a barn building that was already there. So this studio space was designed within the barn. <coughs> Excuse me. This studio we went to this time, Fall Studios, much bigger room and a separate drum room um and okay. we focused with chris on well we, we mixed with chris basically afterwards and uh worked together to try and get to a drum sound that i was more natural with um compared with the previous two albums um and uh, we tried a few different micing techniques and used that utilize the space in that room trying to capture sound bouncing off a window and mixing all that in to just hear it as one instrument a lot more than separate instruments, yeah. which I feel is a lot of metal drums. They, they sound very... Uh, an, an acoustic drum kit can be made to sound triggered by just uh, that that way of mixing, that intensely like focused way of mixing, you know. Uh, I wanted it to sound like you were just in the room with a kit and, you, you know, it was right in front of you. And, ha- and, and how think- many times did you um, change the drum sound then? Oh, we played around with it for a while. It was a pain, to be honest. I was think it? Chris was ready to kill us at one point. Yeah, like uh, we were thinking we were getting somewhere, you know, and we'd, we'd leave his house because he's got a mixing suite upstairs. And we'd leave his house. Oh, yeah, good day. I think we've got somewhere there. And then we'd be listening to it back at the accommodation after a couple of glasses of wine ourselves. And <laughs> you know what? 
I mean, that, that's uh, no, 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 that needs to change as well. That needs to change. Just every day going back and pecking his head, and he's the most patient man in the world, honestly. Really? He, uh, yeah, really nice guy to work with, and uh, he, he took our bullshit for ages, but we, we collectively managed to come up with something I think is the best sounding so far. Agreed. Um, yeah. Um, so, sorry, my question was um, the album Family, The Smiling Thrush. Um, when you came into writing this album, did you have something in mind that you were going for? Um, the album cover itself is alone fairly confusing with like is it is right let me try and decipher it is it bees on the outside and a square pork pie in the middle (laughs) pretty much um yeah the the outside is parts of bees um it's not actually a pie i think it's some type of nest some like natural i think um but i'll I'll have to confirm that it might be like a might be a like a, a purse made of human skin <laughs> or something like that. Right. Yeah. Well, apologise to the artist when you speak to him on my behalf. Oh, no, that's Paul. Don't worry. Oh, we'll say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Edit that. we'll edit that out, Benny. That one can go as well. Um, no, it's uh, something he put together from low to HD photos of like uh, bugs and flowers and stuff. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, but sorry, my original question, was there something like you were going into, did you have something in mind when you were writing the album? Yeah, yeah, well, just that general concept that's been talked about, the uh, like the idea of a collective over an individual, um, that need being sort of the hard I want to focus on because it's sort of against your nature, you know, um, but the better one to focus on at the end of the day, you know, understanding people over putting up walls when you you meet somebody you've never met before or, you know, that's different to you in some way that you don't understand naturally. Um, don't just put up a wall and get violent because you don't understand it. Try to understand it and better yourself instead, you know what I mean? See where you're going wrong, not that person. It's that type of message. So that was the idea to focus on, you know? And the bees on the cover there collectively re- represent each track. Each one of them is the track. Oh, cool. uh, is the character, you know what I mean? So top left, the one with the big eye is Orang. but the the idea was basically that uh, each of these seven characters then collectively make up the whole album each of their own have got their own strengths but they've also got their own weaknesses they make up the whole album and each of the tracks talks about an individual way that uh, a lesson in that vein has been learned you know through an experience a bad personal experience or whatever whatever you've taken out of that that's improved you personally in some way on that track to being more collectively minded and uh, you know just a, a more understanding human. Brilliant, Basically. great insights, great <laughs> insights. That's cool. I mean, just to follow on from that point, in a time of real kind of negativity, a lot of terrible stuff. It's very. I mean, this isn't even really a question. Uh, it's, it's really nice to have some positivity, and I definitely get that overwhelmingly. Not just from the lyrics but just the whole sound it sounds so positive so again was i mean do you know it was that conscious thing again or was that just yeah trying to break through the shit that's going on in the world at the moment and well the the rest of the world wasn't really on our mind but the the idea of positivity was um and and thanks for saying that because it's uh I'm glad that's that's heard in the music as well as the lyrics. You know, it's something it is something we focused on uh, in the way we wrote it, uh, trying to 
make it sound more uplifting, if you will, you know what I mean, than the last last few efforts. They can be a bit more depressing at times, you know. Yeah. And look, you're clearly a very modest guy, Steve, and uh, don't like us, uh, you know, espousing all the virtues in, in front of you so much. So, so on to something slightly different. You, you talked about uh, Alex being in a reggae band. Um, to my ears, there's a lot of, outside of heavy music, there's a lot of influences on this. Tell us a bit about each, you know, what, other bands you take influence from what other genres uh, do you guys like and try and bring into your music a little bit of everything really um i think uh, that's one of the reasons why we sound a little bit off the wall at times uh, it's because we've all got tastes that overlap uh, but we're all very different individually in uh, what we look for in music as well you know alex is into a lot each of us is into a lot of things but alex is into mainly uh, reggae and dub and things like that and world music. Swarbs into uh, old angular fucking <laughs> heavy bands, you know. I, uh, I never remember. We listened to Oxbow the other day, actually. They were really good. Um, cool. Yeah, I can't remember these bands because normally they're too heavy for me. But he's into like Gentle Giant and things like that as well, as I am, where we overlap. Uh, mine is pretty much all on that... Uh, I've got a playlist on our band camp if you go on there. No, on our Spotify, if you go on there, Steve's playlist at the bottom, that's like 60 songs that I pretty much really dig. Um, but that's a good idea in my taste. And then Liam is into uh, all sorts, man. His, his favourite band at the moment is Baby Metal. <laughs> but he's into like really uh, like really odd sort of, it's like hardcore metal mixed with Japanese video game music. And uh, yeah, he's into all sorts of stuff pop punk and things like that. So there's a lot more that, that we despise about each of his tastes than we like, but we overlap and that's where Helloid is. <laughs> I'm just looking at this playlist now, Steve. Um, am I right to call out a few of the bands you have on here? Because I understand you're quite into your 70s prog as well. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> so if any, you'll probably heard this for the first time. I'm just going to throw out a few that caught me. So there's some King, Crim- King Crimson, Crash Test Dummies. Um, nice. There's some Michael Jackson in there, some Porcupine Tree, which I'm a huge fan of, Randy Newman, uh, Steve Wilson, Pink Floyd, nice. Ooh, nice. Um, Genesis, Rush. Yeah, there, there's your uh, your 70s prog influence. Just while I'm on that subject, Steve, um, yeah. do you listen to a lot of modern prog out of interest? You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I've heard a bit like uh, Big Big Train. I'm into. Um, uh, Haken, I think they're really good. However, you pronounce that, Haken, Haken, yeah, I agree. Um, but I'm I, it's something I need to delve into more. I, I've fallen out with it recently. Well, not fallen out with it, but I've just been, been too busy with other things <laughs> to uh pay too much attention to it, you know what I mean? So, uh, I, I need to. I just I, I buy the odd thing, like last thing up there, I've got uh, John Anderson and Ryan Stolt. You know that one? No. You know who Rhino Stolt is from uh, Flower Kings? No. Oh, man. Flower Kings are incredible. You need to get into that. But John Anderson from Yes, you've heard of that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, it was like a collaboration album. Just one sec. Steve has gone to get something, which is why they're... Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> there we go. That's the one. Okay, nice. That, Interesting that, cover. That yeah, cover says a lot. 
Brilliant. But yeah, that's one to get into. Yeah, sure. And then well, uh, that's the old list. Blackfield, if you've never heard that, a Stephen Wilson side project with uh, Aviv Geffen, Israeli artist. Cool. Okay. That's yeah. really good. We, we're, um, we've been Steve Wilson fans, haven't we, Ben? Um, oh, yeah. yeah Porcupine Tree, Steve Wilson. Um, did you listen to... This is just coming to chat now. It's great. Um, <laughs> did, did you listen to um, Steve Wilson and Mikhail from Opeth, their drag ropes? Yeah, yeah. Did, did you enjoy that? that? Yeah. That's great, man, yeah. Really uh, heavy, isn't it, you know? Yeah, dark and, like, gloomy. Yeah, I love um, I love Michael's voice as well. Mikhail's voice. Uh, you need now. He started singing a lot more as well. Some of the stuff they're putting out, man. Christ, their last couple of albums have just blown me away. Yeah, and I was. Do you know what? It's funny because I was thinking that, um, like with the organs, they're a lot more in the newer Opeth stuff. It's mm. more of an organ sound rather than a keyboard. Like you know, Blackwater yeah. Park would have been keyboards, but now especially in. Uh, I can't even in Cowden, Venice, oh, yeah. whatever. The key, <laughs> the, the, yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> the, the organs are a lot more into the sound, and I had that sort of feel off when I was listening to your new album. Mm. They're not as present there, but it still gave me that warm, the the warmth of them in it. You know, they're not present at all. Really? Yeah. Not even on. Um... But don't blame yourself. Don't blame yourself. <laughs> so many. <laughs> So many people have said that. Um, so it's obviously something in there that's like, uh, that's saying that, you know, it's... It, it's uh, so so know, what am I hearing in there then? That will be uh, basically a combination of Paul's guitar double-tracking himself with this octave pedal. So he's got a multiple octave pedal, so you're hearing like the main guitar part he's playing and then a couple of octaves lower than him and then two octaves higher than him as well. So it's, it's like several guitars playing a chord with each note uh, but then that's double tracked at times, so I can imagine how that at times, and especially with some of the delay pedals he's got going, it could blend itself into sounding exactly like an organ. And I can see where you're coming from when you say that. So, uh, well, there we it's go. It's got that seventies sort of seventies yeah. prog organ sound, doesn't it? I, I know, I know yeah, exactly what you're saying. Hammond organ, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Just to kind of like follow on, so you know, we've just heard a very di- diverse range of. of genres and, and bands and whatnot like Bosque like I guess you play on quite diverse bills what do you kind of when you see yourself on kind of a quote-unquote a metal bill do, does it do you feel like outsiders on that or do you feel at home what what do you feel uh, it's a good question man I mean it it depends really um a lot of the time, if we were going to feel like an outsider, we'd just feel like you know, we're, we're not going to, we're just going to like empty the room for half an hour, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the time, uh, like we can, we can cross over. We're lucky to be able to cross over quite easily to different crowds, you know. There's, there seems to be things that uh, people will like in, in uh, sort of a prog crowd. And then if you go to a more metal crowd, there's, there's things that people can pick up in that as well. So uh, there'll be a few people that really like us and then the rest of us can, the rest of them can stand us at least to stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's never too bad. <laughs> I mean, Arc Tangent then was probably the perfect, um, yeah, man. what's the word, uh, the melting pot if to 
to quote Ricky Gervais on The Office, um, <laughs> for, for that, yeah, yeah, for that, for, um, for, for you, that would have been perfect then, our tangent, really. Yeah, man, it was great. great. It's, uh, it is because it's, it's, uh, it's also, funnily enough, like the, the festival that most of us individually can go and watch the same bands and get, you know what I mean? Um, like at most of the all day metal festivals, for example, you'll find me outside, like nursing a beer and having a smoke. <laughs> and it's no offense to any of the bands because it's just, on the most part, it's not really my cup of tea. It's either too heavy or whatever. It's not that they're, they're bad bands, but it's just not my taste. But Arc Tangent, we can all get along with most of the bands. So for that reason, I think the same thing that we put into our music because of our tastes. It means that's it's also the festival where most people enjoy us, you know what I mean? Most people want to come back year after year and see us. And you're also on Damnation this year. Yeah. Um, which to me is like completely right field to what you were talking about. I mean, um, I think Pig Destroyer are playing and yeah. um, I think Maguire, the Polish band who caused a bit of controversy about that but uh, like don't does know anything that, about that so I'll stay out of that yeah no no you're best to um, <laughs> but like a festival that heavy do, do you go in with like when you're stepping on stage would you go in with like a bit of anxiety or are you just like just forget everyone in the room you're just going to play the music yeah yeah we're just it, it, there would be no point to that man honestly if there was if there was going to be any anxiety then we wouldn't even turn up in the first place, you know what I mean? If it was the type of place that we'd be wondering whether to get on stage before we did, then it would have been cancelled weeks and weeks ago. We just never never accepted the request. But generally, it's places where I mean, it gets announced and there's no like backlash on, what the fuck are them guys playing? <laughs> there's no backlash online or anything. So, just, yep, fine. And uh, generally, it's... Uh, well, we've not had one yet where we've been booed off, so... <laughs> I, I think... Um... The metal and uh, sorry, the metal genre that mm. we're in um, is the most accepting. I think you, you know it's a really cool place. Um, other than probably going on before Slayer back in the day, <laughs> where you would have been, you know, most bands, support bands would go bold off. I think nowadays, like it's just such an inclusive place that you you wouldn't really see that anyway. Yeah, uh, it's it's true, man. It's a great thing, isn't it? It's uh, and I think because. You're absolutely right with that, but I think because metal as well is, when you say that word now, it's completely different meaning to 20 years ago. And it's such a bigger umbrella, you know what I mean? And there's so many things that would be considered metal, you know? And it, be, it becomes one of them that you have to get the fingers out for because there's that many things included, you know what I mean? And someone could like one thing and hate another and they'd be under the same umbrella of metal, you know? So for that reason, like when you get these... Uh, a metal festival that is quite diverse in its, its choices of bands as well. Um, you get a lot of people coming, you know, you get a wider variety of tastes than you do choices on the stage at any festival, you know what I mean? So it's just naturally inclusive as well. There's, there's a lot of good work being done for it, you know, because it did have a bad name at one point, didn't it really? So it's been a lot of good movements over the years, Sophie Lancaster and things like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so is the tour... So you're, I think Damnation's the first stop on the tour, isn't it? And That's then right, yeah. you move on to your own headline shows. Are they still, I mean, it's early days, are they still going ahead as planned at the moment? Yeah, so far. So far, they're all penciled in. Um, I've got everything crossed. Everything crossed. I just can't fucking wait, man. 
it's been too long. You know? <laughs> when was the last but, time uh, you were on stage? Oh, somebody asked me this the other week. I, I really can't remember. Um, I should have looked it up when he asked me, in case anybody else asked me. But that's the preparation <laughs> that goes into anything that I do. Um, yeah, it's it's been ages. I have a feeling it was December 2019. I have a feeling, but it, I might be completely wrong with that. But it's been so long ago that I don't even remember the venue, you know. <laughs> It's been, it's been like, I don't want to go on about the situation because it has been done to death, but it's been such a crap year, or year mm. and a half that, you know, um, with festivals, music festivals last year and now this year being cancelled, like, not just for the fans, like ourselves, myself and Benny, who would go to numerous festivals, like downloading off Tangent, but the musicians as well, like, must be absolutely pulling your hair. And, and I suppose... Putting out the new album was it sort of a cathartic? Sorry, you know what I'm trying to say. Experience for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Because um, I mean, when the first lockdown hit, everything just stopped overnight, really. Um, and that was like it was a bit like uh, the apocalypse, Andy, as well. You know, I go out in my back back garden, and uh, all the streets were just unusually quiet. I could hear birds for the first time. You know what I mean? Like being in 28 days later, it was a bit odd. <laughs> And the novelty wears off after about four hours, and I'm bored as fuck. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, the, the idea of not being able to jam every week with them guys because I've been doing it for ten years, and I just completely took it for granted, to be honest. So that was the biggest hurdle um, for me, like not not being able to see them and just have a outlet every week. Um, but then when we got back to it, there was sort of a renewed sense of energy. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, being able to safely as soon as we could safely get back to writing and then record it was uh we're just incredibly lucky to have that outlet you know what i mean like a lot of people didn't have anything to do you know a lot of people just went absolutely mad you know? and i'm yeah. lucky to have had an outlet like music that i can just do at home if i need to you know i've this is my pen, penultimate question um you were in the studio recently doing something weren't you around this do you want to explain i saw some pictures on some social media where you I think it was the caption was we're done something like yeah. that yeah it was a video orgy we do it, but putting it on live on Pornhub all of us no it's um very <laughs> 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 face there <laughs> just one eyebrow <laughs> no it's um we did a live playthrough of the last album um We've always personally been fans of live albums as well. Um, it, it's just there's just something different about guys playing together and the subtle communication and the way a song will go and the way a song fits and you know it's uh, I don't know it just sounds different to me. I just I, I've just really liked live albums for years. So um, when we did it for Melted on the Inch, it felt good and I, I was happy with that. It came out so I thought once we got off to after to start with their uh, full studios and saw that space and thought, oh, I've got to try one in here, you know what I mean? So gave it a little bit to have a listen to it and uh, <laughs> went back in and just uh, filmed ourselves as well while we did it, just set up in the same room, played through the album. So, sorry, one follow-on question from that. Are you going to release that? No? Never being released. Um, it's going, I, I actually don't know how it's being released yet. Um, we're not sure. It will be. Um quite soon and some like announcement will be made about how it's going to be released but I've no idea yet 
in what way. So I can't really say. <laughs> but oh, it's nice. looking really cool and it's sounding great. So um, people are going to dig it. Great. Keeping your cards close to your chest. Um, and then I just have one, one final uh, question, Steve. It's been great chatting to you. Um, we had uh, Steve from the Hyena Kill on here oh, a yeah. long ago. And um, yeah, it really sounds. Um, and we like to ask each of our guests um, what you've been jamming recently. And Steve actually said, because uh, I think you've just released the single, and he said, oh, Bosky Lloyd are really kicking ass at the moment. So same question to you and put you on the spot. Um, what have you been jamming recently? <laughs> I don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I just sound like a pretentious asshole. <laughs> it's, nice. like, make a, it's actually a Thelonious Monk song that's just uh, been in the earworm for like the last month. I just can't get it off. <laughs> Let me find this album for you, man. <laughs> This is the album, Monk's Dream. All right. That is pretty pretentious, I have to say. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I made such a good impression thus far, and I'm just going to look like it's... You ruined it. Do your magic, lads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Body and Soul, it's called. Uh, it's just just a piano thing, but it's uh, it's just one of them. It's just worked its way into my head, and I can't get it off. Every chance I get, it's popping on. <laughs> It, very uh, di- diverse uh, span of music you have there, Steve, and obviously... I'm just a pretentious tit. Don't worry about me. <laughs> I didn't want to say it as that. I was trying to work word around it a bit, but no. Honestly, it's the best policy, man. <laughs> um, listen, Venny, unless you've anything else you want to ask... Um... No, man. I just want to say thanks very much, Steve, for giving up your time. I mean, look, we've we've spouted on in our review how much we um how highly we think of your band you know like we love your individuality your positivity what you bring to what is a really exciting time i think in uk music so um yeah just keep doing what you're doing and looking forward to seeing you live at some point for sure definitely it'd be great to meet you too at some point if you ever definitely say hello but it's uh you don't need to thank me honestly it's been an absolute pleasure I could talk to you all night. Um, thank you for having me on. Yeah, thank you for listening to it and that review. Can't thank you enough, honestly. Now, look, we could go back and forward thanking each other and making another <laughs> live Pornhub video at this rate <laughs> <laughs> for released release alongside the Boscoloid one, which would be. Uh... <laughs> anyway, let's not go down that. Bonus route. footage, man. <laughs> I'll email you. I'll... <laughs> Um, listen we'll leave it there Steve thanks very much and uh, best of luck uh, with the live gigs coming up alright thank you very much man thanks thank you. Steve.